When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. We talked earlier in the year, or was it late last year at this stage, I've lost track of time, to Michael Horgan about the America's Cup which is, Michael, and let's remind people, outside of the Olympics and the World Cup, the America's Cup is the biggest sporting event on the planet. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Yes, that's correct. It is the biggest sporting uh, event outside of those two that you've mentioned, the Olympics and soccer World Cup, in terms of revenue generation for the economy and in terms of the amount of viewers which would get to watch it globally. Yeah. Uh, so big is it that I noticed in the last while that the Red Bull Racing Formula One team, the Mercedes Formula One team, have signed up to partner with teams in this race. That'll give you the idea of the amount of money involved. Yeah, the money is phenomenal. I mean, to run these teams, uh, there's like about 100 people on each team and uh, you're you're looking at just massive investment in these teams, but with the with the Formula One partnerships now, that's going to make it even more desirable for viewers because the Netflix series tries to survive for Formula One. Yeah, that there's going to be another Netflix series now, a documentary following the teams with their endeavours and what they're going to do and how they're achieving. Really? Their, so yeah. there's an America's Cup series coming up that's good now we have or had i think still have an opportunity to get this for cork but if i remember rightly there'd be a lot of money involved we'd have to invest what 150 million quid yeah and it's i haven't seen the latest figures there was a a, a report done the first cost benefit analysis was definitely on the high side so they revisited that uh, compiled a new report. There was huge work uh, went into that report by local government, the Department of Sport, the the County Council in Cork, uh, Port of Cork. Everybody did uh, a phenomenal amount of work, from what I what I believe. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen the figures, but apparently it's very favourable. Now, when um, I when we spoke last. Uh, and maybe I misunderstood this. If if I did, you'll correct me. I hope this is ours for the taking virtually. Correct. It was basically handed to us on a plate. Um, Team New Zealand, being the the holders of the cup, have the rights to choose the the venue. And because there's such a strong connection with New Zealand and Ireland, and because 
Cork really is the, the, the birthplace and home of sailing. You may say, you know, with the 1720, the Yacht Club in Crosshaven and this and that. So there's the, it's a perfect venue. You're guaranteed wind. The other venues that they're looking at, you're not guaranteed wind. Uh, and of course, you're guaranteed in the Irish hospitality, which yes. is known all over the world. Now, we've got to make a decision, yay or nay, by March 31st. And I guess the only thing about it is, Michael, people will look at it and say, well, it's a very elite sport. 150 million is an awful lot of money. Even if it was 100, it's an awful lot of money for what's effectively a sports event. Yeah, I mean, I can see how people would would see that. But you've got to look at the bigger picture, PJ, like out of the, the, the investment which will be required to improve the infrastructure, you're going to have many, many lasting legacy benefits to benefit the whole area. Um, like how much would it bring into the economy? It's predicted to bring in about 500 million right. euros of hard, hard benefits. So I that, mean, that, that's like, net of 350 to 400 million, correct? Yeah, it's phenomenal. I mean, the, the way, the, like I'm speaking, I've spoken to restaurateurs, I've spoken to publicans, I've spoken to hoteliers, uh, the likes of John Brennan down in Kenmare there, and everybody is scratching their heads as to why we wouldn't take this. Right. Like, all of these businesses have been crucif- crucified, as, as you well know, over the past couple of years. So why on earth would we turn down uh, a goose which would definitely lay us a golden egg, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it you, just doesn't make sense. You make the point, that, and we are bidding to co-host Euro 2028. There will be quite an amount of money involved in that, but it's fairly certain we should get it, um, the, the Euro 2028 soccer tournament. Now, you're saying that that's a, a, a tournament in 2028, but if we were to go for this, the work the work and the money would start to be spent when? Later this year? Uh, immediately. It would have to start immediately. So, um like the 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 you I think it's fantastic that we've put in a bid for the euros that that's wonderful and it you know Dublin the like we don't have big stadiums down here but but we we won't benefit from it but the east will benefit from it but in terms of the America's cup everybody will benefit from it the whole monster region every single business every single corner shop you name it everybody will benefit from this if we choose to accept it mm. um it will spread also, of course, up to Dublin, the benefits, because, I mean, Dublin is, is the main gateway into the country. Mm. So, uh, in terms know. of sailing, I remember, I'm old enough, God bless me, to remember when the tall ships race came to Cork in the early 90s. And I remember the early, the glory days, as it were, of, of Cork Week. You're talking a hundred times bigger, aren't you? I can't even quantify it, really. Like, you're, you're looking at 9 million hotel nights across the whole Munster region. You're looking at 900 million TV viewers showcasing the beauty of our harbour, of our coastline, of our hospitality, the Netflix documentary. 2,000 jobs are predicted from the latest cost-benefit analysis You've got the, the, the first ever Women's and Youth America's Cup to be held concurrently here, if we accept it. I mean, this would be amazing for, for women sailing. Mm. Um, also, because of the partnerships with Formula One technology, 
it would provide phenomenal inspiration for our young students and our young brilliant minds that we have in this country yeah. to see firsthand what what can be achievable with well, respect to partnering Formula One technology yeah. with sailing. Well, I it's, know little or nothing about sailing, Michael. I may tell you now. I know little or nothing about sailing. But I got into Formula One through Drive to Survive. Yeah. Uh, and, and now I can see the sheer size. And the minute I heard that they're buying into this, I started taking a renewed interest. And look, I'm, I'm going to sound like, I'm going to sound like I'm, I'm on your side here, which I'm kind of supposed to be. T- but I can't see. Somebody will. Somebody will. I can't see a downer here. Can you? There really isn't. Look, I just heard on the news this morning that rising inflation is going to cost each household an average of €2,000 additionally per year. And we're facing a very real risk of recession here. I mean, why on earth would we not take this, which will be a phenomenal economic boost to the country? It's a no-brainer, PJ. Remind me again, 31st of March is the deadline for saying gay or nay. If we want it... We'll get it, is pretty much what, what, what you say. And when would it happen then? Um, it would, st- like, the teams would, would literally start planning to come to Ireland now. So uh, you've got about 100 people in each team. A lot of these teams, like a lot of these guys bring their, their spouses, their children. Um, they'll be booking into hotels immediately. Yeah. Um, it, and it would start from now. And, and when, way- when is the event? The event will be 2024. That's yeah. what they're looking at, 2024. Unless this war in Ukraine throws a spanner in the works and they decide to delay it a bit, uh, or even postpone it for a year, perhaps, which there has been rumours of that. But uh, we're basically looking at this event, if all goes to plan, in 2024. Yeah. And we are still in the running, and I want to know, for, you know, if we, if, if we do, if the government do turn this down, because there has been huge support from from within... The, the council in Cork and the port of Cork, the Department of Sport, they've all done massive work with their due diligence process. And uh, it, it just beggars belief as to why a decision has not yet been made. Okay. We should be phoning them up and begging them to, to come here and, and host this event. Okay. Your, your own interest, just before I let you go, what's your own personal interest in this? My own personal interest is that uh, you know, I'm, I I love the sport. I've loved the sport my whole life. But it it just it would. It's I love this country, PJ. I travelled my whole life, and I I recently returned to Ireland from from a lifetime away, really. And I just think that the benefits for for the country are too great to turn down. And that's my interest. My my vested interest is for the benefit. Okay. And well-being of the people of this of, of Munster, really, you know, and Ireland. Okay, Michael, leave it there, and we'll talk again. Thirty-first of March, a decision has to be made by the government. It's a lot of money to pony up for one event. But if you to listen to Michael and read up the facts, don't believe me. Read up the facts about the America's Cup. How big it is? I cannot see a downside. Actually, I, I'm just wondering, John Gately, uh, John, my old pal, is uh, now the general manager of the Commodore Hotel uh, in Cove, and yesterday they had a big celebrity visitor, of which we'll talk in a second, John, but but the America's Cup, I mean, it sounds like a no-brainer. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Yeah, absolutely no-brainer. Uh, as I speak to you, I'm looking out the window of my office over to Crosshaven and uh, Harbour and uh, just coincidentally 
uh, looking at the fantastic venue that uh, it would be taking place in 2024 if we did get it. But yeah, look, anything like this um, that can boost tourism and particularly in the recovery situation that we're all in at the moment after the last two years mm. um, has to be a benefit for everybody. Like a, a Netflix documentary we've seen through, as Michael said, I don't know whether you watch it or not, but I know, you, I know you're a motorcyclist, so you might have an interest in Drive to Survive. Like Absolutely. The, the, the audience that that has brought to Formula One, it has broken America for Formula One. So, yeah. like, can you imagine what a big, heavy-budget Netflix documentary would do for us? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And the drive to survive, I just finished uh, number four don't, there. Don't, don't the spread first. it for me. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's fantastic. My wife is now a Formula One fan, so yep. it just shows you the effect. Well, my my daughter it, dragged me into it as well. John, you yeah. had Paul Rudd yesterday, Ant-Man. He'd be an Ant-Man to me. He's many things to many people, but Ant-Man to me. He is, and I suppose this is what launched him to the the latest uh, fan base through the Marvel uh, films, which have you know crossed all sorts of generations, age wise and and fan wise. But uh, yeah, he was with us yesterday. Um, I didn't see him myself, unfortunately. I was at a, I was at a meeting. But um, it, the, the funny thing is, he's got a great relationship with Cove and with the Commodore. His his late dad uh, came to the Commodore for 20 years uh, fishing and was very, very friendly with um, Pat O'Shea, who, who would have been uh, Pat, Pat O'Shea Jr.'s father, who was the original uh, owner of the hotel. Yeah. So there's a, there's a family history there. And he's made a few visits before, which would have been under the radar with family. Um, but yesterday, uh, we kind of, uh, he, he let us uh, loose, let the photographs loose and things like that. So yeah. it was great. But it, it caused a fantastic buzz around the town. The, the Titanic really, really people were delighted with him. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And his dad had a, a particular interest in history and was involved in it career-wise and was quite interested in the um, mm. Titanic story. Interestingly, uh, next month, we've got the British Titanic uh, Society uh, conference in Cove as well, so the, he was he was he was aware of that apparently. So um, yeah, it, yeah, it's it's April April it very good. April nineteen twelve. It's a hundred hundred and ten years, isn't it now? That's right. Good That's Lord. right. I remember yeah. being down there for the for the centenary. John, just to let you before I let you go, you've taken over there at the Commodore, and you're trying to do uh, make it into a four star. I don't know whether you've got there or not just yet, but if I know you, and I think I do, you will. You're you're taking over John a place steeped in the most glorious history yeah incredible um, and you know we're very proud of the fact uh, it's, a, it's a family owned hotel um, a lot of hotels are no longer family owned in Ireland so there's the history there's the personal service there's everything that goes with it but it has you know it has been witness to so many things down through the years from you know, Queen Victoria's visit, well, what that would have been before it was built, but just in the area, and obviously the, the, the two tragedies of the Lusitania and obviously the Titanic, uh, which would have been uh, the last stop. So, um, yeah. and then, then all the, the history of, the, the little bits of history that people even don't know about, that, the, you know, the, the night before the U.S. entered the First World War, the whole fleet was uh, moored here in the harbour. Um and ready to go into Europe with their troops and everything. So there's been countless other pieces of history that we might be aware of, you know. All right, All right. John, listen, uh, good luck 
With, Thanks, with, PJ. with the Commodore. My, my, my boy is a regular visitor because the, himself and the lads at his day centre, they swim there. Um, but I'm, I'm, I must pop down to you sometime soon. Haven't been in the Commodore for a very long time. John Gately, general manager. They had Paul Rudd in yesterday. And there's a guy who knows hospitality and knows hotels and knows how to build a business. And before him, Michael. Corks 96 FM.